How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Sunday, September the 12th. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about some video games, as always. Uh, and today's topic is actually about a talk that I watched recently and that I want to share with you. So this was a talk which was hosted by game developer, previously known as Gamasutra. And the talk was by Mike Rose, who is the founder behind No More Robots, pretty popular game publisher. And the title is this, quote, The non-sugar-coated actual cost of making a video game, end quote. And I thought this was a very interesting topic because I think a lot of people don't really understand how much it actually costs to make a game. And it was funny to me because I actually wasn't too surprised by it because of my background in theater. Theater is very similar to video games. You have a lot of people working together for a long time, which eventually builds up to an end product. In my case, a performance. In game's case, obviously, the launch of a video game. And the budgets look very similar in, in those circumstances. Well, Mike Rhodes ends up making this case that, especially for indie developers and first-time developers, more often than not, these people tend to be a little misguided or a little bit unrealistic with their expectations of how much it costs to make a game. So, you know, his first argument is, hey, if you have three developers on a worse-than-average salary for two years, you are going to roughly need to sell about 25,000 units in order to just recoup the cost of making the game. Obviously, it's a lot more complex than that, but he has this little formula that just gives you a general sense. Uh, 25,000 units for a debut game is very, very high. And then that doesn't even account for uh, contingency, which is you delaying your game or anything like that. Okay, now you're probably asking, Adrian, why are you telling me about this? Well, I think what's interesting about this problem, right, people underestimating the amount of money or time it takes to make a game, is what a lot of people end up seeing with possibly a negative product when they're playing, specifically in indie games. And what I mean by this is, you know, if they budget X amount of dollars for two years of development, but then they're not ready in two years and it ends up being three years well, they might end up having to ship the game because they run out of money and they need to sell some titles in order to get some cash flow going. So that might mean the game is launching in a, in a bad state. Here's another situation that you might be familiar with. Uh, content being launched after a game has come out. Sometimes it's a move that is criticized. I think that that overall messaging is improving over time, for sure. But again, one of the suggestions that Mike proposes is, hey, just make a smaller game. Just leave out content that doesn't absolutely need to be in there. And then if the game is successful, add some more content in later. Maybe as a free update or maybe as some kind of DLC. Because the alternative is maybe you overestimated the needs of the project and then the game might not come out at all or come out in a really bad state and not sell at all. Now, of course, these are indie games. And I think in general, if somebody buys an indie game for 10 to $30 and they know it's from a smaller solo developer, then they're a lot more understanding when it comes to this kind of thing. But now blow this up. You know, take it to a AAA level or a AA level. You're talking about dozens and dozens of employees, if not hundreds, and a massive budget of millions of dollars. I think it is so, so easy to get that wrong. And undoubtedly, if the product is broken and you can't play it, then they shouldn't have released the product at all. But sometimes people get a little bit too upset about 
the things I already mentioned. You know, leaving out content, technical issues. The thing is, you can work on those things to infinity, but at some point you need to put a cap on it. Or you need to get it out of the door so that money doesn't become an issue, doesn't become a concern. So that the people who are making your entertainment can eat. Of course, the best businesses will have some kind of success and then save up their money so that they only release products when they are at their best and they're never worrying about, you know, their next project having to succeed and not trying to make as much profit as possible. And some studios do that, but we know how this world works. Anyway, that's all for me today. Just keep that in mind, you know? Keep in mind that it is very hard to make a video game, and you'll be happier for it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back tomorrow with the daily news update. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hello, it's the CGO After Show. Welcome, welcome. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I spent four hours today or something like that playing Tabletop Simulator with Kato. Haven't talked to him in a long time, like more than six months, because he had a little baby. And so we didn't get to play any games together. Understandably, you know, you have a child, you get just a little smidgen busier. Uh, but I was quite happy we played, uh, played Tabletop Sim together for the first time. Normally, we were playing Borderlands 2 in terms of video games. I think I've shared enough times at this point the, the story of that. I will finish it one day. Uh, but, you know, I got obsessed with board games recently, and he's interested in board games. I thought, what the heck, we should at least give it a shot. And he ended up loving the games that I showed him, so that's great. I think I, I'm going to have to rely on my tabletop sim uh, Steam key. I, I don't know why I said it like that. I'm going to have to rely on tabletop sim while I'm traveling uh, in order to get my board game fix. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to bring some small card games or, or small board games uh, along with us, just because it'll be fun for Shelby and I. But in terms of, you know, big games, Tabletop Sim will be great for that. I mean, if I ever have time to, like, I don't know what it's going to be like when we're traveling, you know? Shelby and I are going to be spending a lot of time outdoors, pr probably. When I'm not working, we're probably going to be exploring the place that we're staying in. So I don't know how much time I'm going to have for gaming, but we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of gaming, I uh, recently have gotten in touch about getting a review copy of a game, and I'm not going to say which one it is, because I need to be professional here. I can't, can't go talking about behind-the-scenes stuff. But what I'll say is I totally forgot that the reason why I stopped searching for game review keys is because it's impossible to find the places you're supposed to go to request the review key. <laughs> Um, you know, sometimes it's very easy. Sometimes a publisher will just have like a very easy link on their website, which says Re request a key here. Or if you follow like the PR people on Twitter, they'll be like, hey, content creators, email this person. Oh, great. Easy. But for most companies, especially the AAA companies, forget about it. It's a, I, I can't figure out how to do it. Uh, there is one resource called gamespress.com. And that's like basically a list of press releases basically for for the games industry and then each press release will have like a company you go to that company and then it'll tell you the pr contact but I, it's, it's like weird for me to like just randomly email the pr contact of a company because you have no idea if they're like directly involved with the game that you're interested in sometimes it's literally like a person at company.com right i'm like is this the right person who knows <laughs> It's uh, it's definitely not a clear process. So anyway, I'm going to be doing my best for a few games that are coming up, but 
I definitely need to ask around the best ways of of requesting a uh, a review key. Because I know once you do it once with one company, then you find the contact, and then you're good, you know? You just email them again, and you say, hey, I did this game before, I'm interested in this game, is it possible I could do it? And they'll say yes or no, and either way, it's fine. But at least you know the door that you're supposed to go through. I can't even find the freaking door. But that's okay. You know, I've done this show for so long not doing review keys. It's definitely not a necessity. It's just kind of a fun thing that I, I would like to do for the show. Anyway, uh... Is that it? I think that's it. Let's cross our fingers that I do get the one game that I was able to find the right person for, and I'll let you know more about it upcoming. Have a great day. I'll chat with you tomorrow with the news, and until then, ciao.